4K2 debates. Uh, earlier this morning, Starry Night said, from this case, you still would not feel differently from supplementation of vitamin K2, MK7. Hmm. So <clears throat> the case she was talking about was David Outway. He uh, is a 74-year-old. He had aortic stenosis and calcification. He started taking uh, K2, MK7. He also ramped up his exercise, hiked at least five miles a day with uh, even some 10 to 15 mile high altitude hikes in the Andes. He also went low carb. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Starry Night, you know, it's like Popeye used to say, I am what I am. And he was a sailor, but I have tended to be a medical scientist. And the medical scientist in me is skeptical about that case. I would very much love to have the idea that we can take something like MK2 or MK7, K2, and it would cure these ills that are associated with calcification. However, the scientist in me looks at that one case, and I agree with David. That's an N of one. There's another problem with that case, and that is, was it the exercise? Was it the? I mean, was it the um, low carb diet? <clears throat> I don't know. And again, I think we have evidence in the, in the scientific literature that gives us a little bit more information regarding calcification. Um, I actually did a video on that. Uh, that's the video she was uh, commenting on. We'll go back and look at a couple of clips out of that video, and then I'll get a little bit deeper because I realized that video was old technology. It's where I was waving paper in front of the webcam. I can do a little bit better now. And so I think I can give you a little bit more detail regarding the actual numbers. Everybody's saying take K2, get that calcium out of your, out of your arteries, your plaques. Well, it makes sense. Um, everybody knows that the higher your calcium score, your Agatston score on a coronary artery calcium um, study, the more risk you have for heart attack and stroke. <clears throat> well, most everybody knows that, and that is the case. However, what I went on to debate that point. The, it's not right. It's um, clearly the logic, and it makes sense, but a lot of things in life don't make sense. The science would indicate that <clears throat> it's plaque density and plaque volume. So uh, plaque density, how do you increase plaque density? Well, for one, you, uh, you calcify it. Number two, and probably far more important, you pull that uh, LDL out of it, that oxidized LDL, and you pull that li hot liquid plaque that we've talked about so many times out of it. Um, <clears throat> number two, it's also volume. So the higher the plaque volume, the greater the risk the uh, higher the density, the lower the risk. Uh, don't believe that? Let's take a look. So this is um, a study that I referred to earlier, but again, I was just waving a piece of paper in front of the screen. Let's go a little bit deeper. In fact, before we do that, let's, let me show you how to find this study. Basically, just go to Google and type in uh, Jack Cricri. JAK stands for the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. Cricri is the name of the last name of the uh, primary author. 
you should get this coming up as your very first study. Coronary artery calcium volume and density, Jack. Um, click on that. And that's what you'll get. Coronary artery calcium uh, volume and density. And <clears throat> then you can go over here and download the PDF. Uh, that's what I have done, and I've marked up the PDF a little bit to help uh, help uh, show the high points. So again, this says Jack out of the Journal of the American Cardio uh, uh, College of Cardiology, 2017, coronary artery calcium volume and density. So again, basically what they're looking at in this study, the study sought to determine the possibility of interactions between coronary artery calcium volume, or uh, CAC, which is coronary artery calcium scores, CAC density with each other, with age, sex, ethnicity, and uh, new atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk score, diabetes, renal function, et cetera, et cetera. So again, what they're doing is they're comparing density and volume to later risk. How did they do that? They went to the MESA study, a multi-ethic study of atherosclerosis, very big study with lots of people. We'll talk about that in a minute. They measured uh, CAC volume and CAC density. Um, <clears throat> and they mentioned, look, even in the original MESA study, CAC volume was positively associated. You know, the higher the volume, the uh, greater the risk. And CAC density the higher the density, it was inversely associated. So the higher the density, the lower the risk. So how did they do this? They took a, a total of uh, 3,398 3, MESA participants from the original MESA study, free of car cardiovascular disease, but with prevalent uh, coronary artery calcium scores at baseline. And they followed them after the original MESA to see if they had an event. So here were the results. Median 11 years of follow-up, 390 cardio cardiovascular events, um, standard deviate with each standard deviation in coronary uh, in CAC volume, risk increased 73%. So in other words, the more volume somebody had, this is on the follow-up study, MESA reanalysis, the more um, volume someone had in their uh, uh, plaque, the greater the risk. The risk of uh, CVD uh, increase. Conversely, with every standard deviation uh, increase of density, there was associated with a 28% lower risk of uh, disease. So in other words, the higher the density, the less likely on follow-up these patients were to have uh, disease. One of the quickest ways to, um, to look at studies is to go into the actual uh, tables. That's what we did. These are called forest plots. Here's the way to read these. Basically, you see a line that goes down the middle, and that line is the, the zero or um, average risk point. Um, in this one, it's the same thing, a line going all the way down the middle. Now, if a study or if a, um, a group shows higher risk, they're over on this side, as you see right here. 
Uh, higher risk is to the right of this line. Lower risk is to the left of this line. Same thing down here. Now, what are these two uh, charts showing? Well, they're looking at... <clears throat> oh, no, this is going to be a problem. Oh, here we go. They're looking at um, subgroups, and they're looking at volume up here. That's what this ugly VOL means, and density down here. Uh, so here's the thing. If they had higher volume, it didn't matter what their age, gender, race, uh, whether they had disease or diabetes. If they had higher volume of plaque, they were at much greater risk for having heart attack or stroke. Uh, this is for density. If they had higher density, no matter the age, sex, gender, uh, race, etc., the higher the density, the greater the risk. So, again, that's where that uh, study comes from. I hope you um, got some out of it. So it's fairly simple then, right? <clears throat> um, the higher the density, the lower the risk. And um, the higher the volume of the plaque, the higher the risk. Pretty simple. Well... <clears throat> But if you've made it this far, now I'll throw in something that's maybe a little bit more complicated. Why then were John and I happy to see a 59% decrease in John's calcium score? So here's the issue. Um, <clears throat> and it brings up a core part of this whole problem. You get a calcium score. You don't get a volume or a um, density. Those are what you need. Um, we had to assume, given John's history, uh, that he had a major decrease in his volume. Uh, and again, uh, what was it, the K2? John said he tried K2 in the past, didn't have any impact. Here's what John did. He lost 30 pounds, and he decreased his blood sugar from 300, which we documented, down to 100. Uh, the 300 was going we don't know how many hours of how many days of the week. And again, he was monitoring it and got it down to 100. He did that for months. So again, a very, very different um, John, a very different metabolism going on inside of him. Uh, if you've made it this far, like I said, it's never that simple, but uh, hopefully it's a lot of fun. And hopefully it'll make a big difference in your life. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.